Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice. Man, got a shit ton of movies to talk about today. Not all brand new, but there are some new ones. Um, I, uh, God, I just, I've been on this hunt on, especially on HBO Max, just discovering all these movies from like 2012, 2016 era, I think most of them were in, that I just went over my head at those times, just never heard of them or they didn't care, whatever it was, I never saw them. And a lot of them were right up my alley, so that was awesome. Um, I got this book a long time ago too called, uh, it's like the 4,000 movies you must see before you die. And I'm, I'm about to open it for like the first official time soon to actually see how many of them I've seen. But uh, I just figured I'd get a jump start on some of them. Like, so I started Gone with the Wind. I got Casablanca in my in my uh, my watch list. But uh, I, I just these movies that I was like, I I know how important they are in the film world. They just never seem very interesting to me. Um, I've, I've been watching Gone with the Wind. That's a long fucking movie. <laughs> it's a long fucking movie. Um, I've I've started it in like six different segments. I think I have like an hour left to go. Um, cause it's, it's, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, de- I'll dive deeper when I finish it, but I, yeah, I don't want to dive, but 1939, I mean, I was telling my daughter, she walked in when I was watching it and she's like, what are you watching? And I tell her, she's like, Oh, it looks old. And I was like, yeah, it's almost a hundred years old. And her eyes just lit up. I was like, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Right? I was like, this is, this movie's older than our, your great grandparents and all that. It's just like crazy. Um, but aside from that, before I dive into the movies and a few of the fight cards, um, update on my 28 day challenge. Um, shout out to ravine training, my cousin Gilbert. Um, the final weigh in is tomorrow and I'm, I'm stoked because even though the challenge ends tomorrow, I am not done and I'm stoked to keep it going. Um, I, I, I'll have my final numbers on the next episode, but as of now I've lost two and a half inches off my waist. I have lost a total of like 11.8 pounds. Um, I want to round it up to 12 so bad, but it was 11.8 pounds. And um, I, I feel great. I feel I've I've had to tighten my belt more, which has been awesome. I've been rocking some of my... Uh, so I, I wear these t-shirts from, um, what is it called? Shockaware. They're like my favorite shirts of all time. And I... I, I remember I blew one of my staff at work's minds one day because they're just talking about big t-shirts. And I was like, I'm, I'm literally wearing a seven tall right now. And he's like, no, you're fucking not. And I was like, yeah, I am. I wear a, I usually wear two of them. And so, you know, back, and I've just always worn, been the type to wear more than one shirt. I don't know what it is. Even when I was, uh, I remember when I was working at Walmart in the, uh, the dairy cooler, I would wear like three shirts a night. And it, it was just pretty much normal. I, I never, I, they, I never wore like the cooler jackets they gave us. I just, I, I don't, I got a lot of body heat anyways, but I was, I was only like 260 pounds back then. And when I'm 260 pounds, I look so much thinner. I've just built big. Um, but yeah, I just always wore multiple shirts. So when I showed him that he was just mind blown and I have a mixed, for some reason I can't find six XL on that website. I've never been able to. So I got fives and sevens and I usually like to have the fives as undershirts and the sevens to wear over them. And usually it's just to make sure that, you know, my underwear ain't showing things like that. I like the length on them for those reasons. But in this sense, um, I put on a, one of my shirts the other day and it felt like my seven. It just looked so much 
less used because I wear my seven so much then the, and the fives don't get exposed as much. So the, it looks so clean. I was like, man, this is crazy, but it felt like the seven. And I walked around all day at the end of the day, I took it off and looked and it was the five and I was like, Oh shit, that's dope. So it's those little changes I'm really feeling and loving. Uh, but the, the coolest thing about this whole situation is like, it's, it's cut, um, a thousand plus calories out of my, my diet that I usually would intake and just feel normal. And I'm still eating over 2000 calories a day. Most days there's some that I'll have 14, 600. If I don't do any real exercise, I don't feel the need to fuel myself up as much. Um, but I, I've, I've had pizza multiple times. I I'm having cheeseburgers today. Um, I've had, you know, the bacon I've had, um, I'm not really a big dessert guy in general. Um, I'm sure I've had something here and there. I've had movie popcorn. I've had, um, I've, I've had some beer, not very much, but that was because I, I really cut back on drinking before I even started this challenge. Um, which speaking of that, I went to go see Brennan Schaub, uh, with my guys, uh, Mike and Paul at the comedy club this week. And I've been dying to get my hands on this whiskey Brennan shop has tiger thick I have not tried it yet but it's a blend of American bourbon and Japanese whiskey and I've been stoked to get it but it's like 80 bucks online some shit like that and um he brought it and so I got it from a bottle from his brother uh, Jay shop at the show and there's 50 bucks so and I haven't even opened it yet like that's huge for me to be waiting that long for a bottle of whiskey uh, and not crack it open the night I fucking got it it's been it's been three fucking days since I've had still new opening yet, so that's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just stoked. I'm stoked to have found something that truly feels like it's working for me. I don't feel obligated to get my workouts in to um, account for the calories I am taking in because I'm I'm maintaining that as my foundation. My calorie count is number one, and the workouts are more of a bonus. I do want to get more into the exercise, but it's more of a mental health relief for me than a physical one. I know the physical aspect for me is a lot more about the calorie tracking and the alcohol um, cutbacks. That was my biggest struggle always. I do like to work out. It's just my time uh, gets so crunched, so figuring out diet and what I should eat in those time crunches has been way more of a difficult thing for me. And, and as well as my sleep, sleep has just always been a struggle for me, but, um, water's always been easy. But aside from that on the next episode, I'll give you the final result results and keep you guys posted on how things are going. Cause I'm gonna keep, keep it going. Um, I got some new singles coming out. I just always feel obligated to talk about them because it's my music, but um, these are kind of interesting ones. I got uh, five new singles coming out over the next few months. Um, th this coming Friday, the 29th, I believe it is. Yes, day before Canelo Day, as I refer to it. Um, I got two dropping. I, I did that on accident, actually. <laughs> but I got a, a track called um, uh, Across the Road coming out, which is a really, um, it's a fun track. It's like, happy energy but it's super depressing lyrics kind of like my mr sunshine song which i loved um how it turned out so much shout out to mark shirts because he he brought that shit to life um and my guy moses who always brings me to life but um this uh oh what's the feature a feature with a z um from firing squad um that'll that'll be i got two west coast bangers with him on i'm coming out and then i got two with my guy zodiac coming out um pretty stoked for him but i'm more happy to get them done and out there the the ones i got features on i've been sitting on them for years and i feel i always feel bad when i do that to people because they those two guys they got their shit to me quick and i've just been sitting on them because i wasn't motivated to write raps for so long 
And so getting those done, put them out there. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Moving on to the next, next, uh, next thing. Uh, aside from that, some other updates, uh, Doja cat and her weird self. I don't know why I'm infatuated with her weirdness, but her music is dope. I really, I still love her music. Um, she's such a interesting character, but, um, she just dropped a new album called uh, Scarlet. She's got a song on there that she just holds no bars straight called wet vagina. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Um, and, uh, I saw some, uh, Taylor Swift apparently turned down the halftime show, uh, performance this year. Um, but Usher sweeped it up. So he'll be performing. I think they just announced that today. And, uh, I guess Taylor Swift is like in a thing with Travis Kelsey on the chiefs. So maybe that's part of the script. She doesn't want to perform cause her man will be playing. I don't know. Uh, what to go see Ludacris. At the casino, Northern Quest out here. That was pretty cool. Uh, just nostalgic as fuck. Man, that guy's just, uh, gosh, he's just such a fucking seasoned professional. He just, he knows how to put on a show. It was awesome. Had a blast. And, uh, yeah, aside from that, I don't really think I have much updates. It's Sunday. A lot of football's on. I just saw the fucking Dolphins smash the Broncos 70-20, to 20, which is insane. Um, Raiders are playing tonight. I will be watching. And, uh, yeah, let's get into some movies. I got so many movies to talk about. I almost want to get the fights over with because I got so much. Um, actually, I'm going to get the fights done with real quick. Sorry. It only take like five minutes because I didn't watch them uh, heavily because I missed the UFC um, Noche that they did where they were trying to take over the Mexican Independence Day weekend, um, which was really disappointing to me for boxing because they didn't. They just let them have it. They just let them have it. And I didn't even watch this card. Um, I just saw some of the highlights because this is the night I was at the the Ludacris concert, but I was really looking forward to seeing Tracy Cortez. She pulled off the victory. Shout out to Tracy. Um, Rosas Jr. got the victory. First round uh, TKO. Um, solid. He needed an explosive win after that disappointing performance last time. Uh, Kevin Holland, unfortunately, couldn't get it done. Lost the decision. And Alexa Grasso and uh, Shevchenko draw. They got a fucking draw on the main event for the championship rematch, so that's a big bummer. Nobody wants to see that shit. Dana White says the trilogy should be next. I think that shit's whack as fuck. I'm so sick of them forcing these trilogies when they weren't even <coughs> epic. She beat Shevchenko, clears day the first time. She didn't even deserve a rematch right away after that. Maybe she's been dominant. I get it. But have her fight somebody else. I'm just so sick of two people holding up divisions for too damn long. It just gets so irritating. Um, aside from that, the UFC fight night last night, I was kind of in and out of it because I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I finished the story again, but now I'm on to the, um, the aftermath epilogue of it. And I just like fucking hunting around legendary animals and fishing and shit and just discovering random, um, gang hideouts I can smash up. It's just a lot of fun. It's relaxing as fuck. But, um, I had the fights on my iPad next to me. I saw Muhammad Usman got the win. Um, his third in a row. I still think he's got to tighten up some things. I He needs to get some confidence in himself because that's a big, strong man. And if he can get explosive, he's very fucking dangerous. Um, karate hottie Michelle Watterson Gomez got her ass whooped, busted her face up bad. Um, it just sucks. I'm always cheering for her, but, um, yeah, she just she's... 
I, I just can't see how she could possibly have the fighter's instinct anymore. I just don't see it. And it's just a shame because she she is very skilled. She has mastered a craft of hers, but the, the game is elevated beyond what she can keep up with now. And there's just there's always something lingering to the the really pretty fighters not being as good, unfortunately. Most of the time that's that seems to be the case. I don't know I don't know what it is. And I hate to say it, but there's just always something there. You look at the the Paige Van Zants, the Rachel Ostaviches, the uh, just all the ones that look um, like models. They just they never have that great of a fight career. They have a good enough one to get discovered, but as soon as they realize they can make more money uh, elsewhere, they, I mean, why not seize it? I just love that they still want to fight because it's dope. It's dope that they 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 don't care about messing up their face because they're it's in their blood. Uh, but yeah, that was just, it sucked watching her get whooped like that. And then Bryce Mitchell got the decision win. had a very interesting post fight interview. Um, I saw Adam Hunter post that, uh, Brian Mitchell is, uh, will be headlining next against Satan. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, but aside from that, uh, the only boxing match I watched this last weekend was, um, the Zhang Joyce two, because, uh, I, I just wanted to see Zhang whoop Joyce's ass again. I don't know what pe- people are fucking delusional. Um, if they, I, I, I was, I was never on the Joyce train. I heard about him and I started to check him out and I was like, this guy is not going to be anything, um, huge in the division. He's too fucking slow. He's too fucking soft. I mean, yeah. Does he have some power? Maybe, maybe a little bit, but not compared to the top fucking dogs. And so when Zang and him were fighting first or Zong, I call him Zang. Um, I, I called Zang and it was, he was a huge underdog and I was like, people are idiots. And yeah, he whooped the shit out of Joyce. So I didn't even want to see this rematch, but some people needed to see it to believe it was real and not some hype, hype game. Zang's not a fucking hype gang. Um, he's a strong ass dude. He's six, six fucking came in at like 290 pounds in this fight. I mean, he's a dangerous dude. Um, uh, but before that, Anthony Yard, he got the victory, uh, second-round KO. Uh, haven't seen him, I think, since he fought. I want to say it was uh, – oh, not better. Be, um, Bevel, Bevel? I can't remember who I watched the fight last. But he was kind of being talked about up there too, but he, he lost and then didn't hear from him for a while. So he got the victory, and then Zhang knocked Joyce the fuck out in round three, put him to sleep. Joyce woke up and stood up, but he was still done. The ref called it. And then uh, Zhang called out Fury, which I think is just dumb because it's never going to happen. Um, would we all love to see everybody fight Tyson Fury whoop his ass? Yeah, just like we wanted to see him fight Mayweather and whoop his ass. Wasn't happening. Now Fury's off his rocker, and I don't think we're ever going to see him fight a real fight again. But I could be wrong, but we'll see. I just don't think it'll happen. I'd like to see Zhang fight Andy Ruiz, uh, Yusik, or um, Luis Ortiz. Where the fuck are you, Luis King Kong, man? We need you back. Uh, that's that's why I'd like to see Zhang fight next. Anything aside from that is not quite as interesting to me. He's the mandatory for Yusik, so make that shit happen. All right, let's get into some movies. Some movies. Like I said, I'll talk about Gone with the Wind after I finish it. I watched Leaving Las Vegas for the first time. 1995, this shit came out. Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue. Um, Man, what a good movie. I really enjoyed that shit. Um, There were some aspects to it. I didn't like some of the the corny slow motion uh, sections of it. Um, But it's it's from the 90s, 95, yeah. It's just... It's how they filmed certain things back then, but the story is so good. Nicholas Cage and Elizabeth Shue killed that shit. They did so good. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. 
Uh, I would. That's a movie I would truly love to see get remade. I really would. Um, I think it could get so dark and epic, but the story of it's so tragic, and it's all just the story of two people finding themselves in absolute loneliness, and they they are not. There's no way in hell they should be with any anybody, but at the same time, they they don't seem to have the characteristics that are going to be made for anybody to have. So they just gravitate towards each other. They're toxic as fuck, but they they accept each other for that. And it's such a it's such a good movie. I really liked it. And then I watched a movie called The Hollers uh, that came out in 2016. John Krasinski um, directed it um, or produced it. I want to say he directed it, uh, but a phenomenal cast. I really liked it. Charlie Day's in that shit. Anna Kendrick, uh, Margot Martindale, Charlotte Copley. Like it was just Richard Jenkins, just a really good cast. And I really enjoyed it. And it's just uh, one of those cool stories where you feel like you're just watching um, somebody's life play out. Nothing epic movie magical feels about it. It's just, it just feels like real life. And I think that's what, um, what made that one so so good? I gave that a three point five out of five as well. And I watched a movie called Every Secret Thing on uh, came out in two thousand fourteen, um, starring uh, Diane Lane, Elizabeth Banks, Dakota Fanning, um, Nate Parker, Common. This this movie was really good for those people who like uh, true crime, um, uh, crime thrillers, things like that. Definitely check this out. It's such an interesting story. It's it's tragic. I thought all the actors did a really good job. I gave that a 3.5 out of 5. Been, oh, man, I got a lot of 3.5s. Of <laughs> um, yeah, check that out, though. Every Secret Thing. I uh, watched a movie called Wonderlust. This is one that I cannot fucking believe I never heard of until this year. It's starring Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Um, so this was uh, from the director of Role Models, which you can you could tell. It's got that same kind of vibe of humor. But uh, Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston are, are uh, married in this movie, and they're just down on their luck. And they end up um, going to his brother's house to live, and they're just miserable. And on their way there, they had stumbled upon this, like, um, this convent, I think they call it. But they call it, like, shared community or specific community. I don't know, something like that. And um, they, they had a wonderful time, like the best time ever. They felt at ease. They felt free. They felt great vibes and energy. <clears throat> but they go back to his brothers where they're trying to go for a new job and a new start. And they're miserable. So they go back to that spot. And they... Um, they're just their marriage is getting tested. Their life is getting tested. It's it's uh, it's hilarious too. like the, the cast is fun. It's supposed to be goofy. A lot of corny moments, but some just hilarious shit. There's a scene where Paul Rudd is um, about to engage in um, their their open forum of um, open sexuality. I guess I'll just say at this place because his uh, his wife agreed to do this with him so she banged another dude and then he found out and he's like what the fuck she's like i thought you wanted to do this she's like yeah i didn't know you were gonna do it like right away and so she's like well now you need to bang somebody so we're even essentially and he's trying to talk himself up in the mirror and he's just so awkward and it's like the longest fucking scene ever to where it feels like it would be outtakes. There's no reason all of these, all of these lines, it should be this long, but I was laughing my ass off. And then even after the movie, there's more outtakes of him doing even more of it. So like they did cut some, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, fun movie. They both did great. Check out Wonderlust. Uh, watched a movie called Deadfall. 
Deadfall, um, I really enjoyed this one. I, I still gave it a 3.5 out of 5 because um, I felt like it had some things they needed to fix. But it's, it's essentially like a Bonnie and Clyde meets No Country for Old Men. Eric Bana... He, uh, him and Olivia Wilde are siblings, and then Charlie Hunting, is that his name? Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Um, Jack's from Sons of Anarchy, as we know him. He's in the movie. So uh, Eric Band and Olivia Wilde's characters, they're brother and sister, and they have essentially, it looks like they just maybe robbed a bank, something like that, and they're on the run, and they get in a car accident, and it's dead winter, um, freezing out, so they got to split up and split the money, and they, they have an idea to meet up with each other towards the border of Canada so they can escape together. Well, Olivia Wilde meets Charlie Hunnam's character, and he just got released from prison. He's on parole, and he just fucked up, and he thinks he may be wanted again. And they, she starts to fall for this guy, but you can you could tell that she has an over-attachment to her brother and a loyalty to her brother. And her brother is out here just trying to survive to make it to her um, doing some dirty shit. But he's such an interesting character. Eric Ben, I just, he's so interesting, like a modern-day wild west villain and he just i thought he did so good so that's what i really liked the most about that movie was eric banna but um check that out if uh, that sounds interesting deadfall that's out now that came out in like 2016 or 17 i think let me check i could be wrong deadfall i always go to imdb's my my favorite one deadfall 2012 okay uh, even older than i thought all right, who wants to hear about some new movies? Talk about some new ones. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Yes, it is finally available on Paramount Plus, so you can stream it if you have that. Um, I wanted to see this so bad in theaters, but it was so much fun to watch, even though sometimes watching movies in my family can be hard at home because they talk, they get up, they got to grab things, use the bathroom, all this stuff is like shit. But it was great. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5, and I was really struggling. I know that's a lot of 3.5 out of 5s today. I really was leaning towards a 4 out of 5, but it, I just couldn't do it. I feel like the sequel is going to be way better. Um, the animation is dope. I love it. It reminds me of the new Spider-Mans, but the new Spider-Mans are so much better. But the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie is fun. It's entertaining. The music was on point. Felt nostalgic, um, and I just I really hope we get the sequel. But check that one out. My my youngest daughter didn't want to watch because she didn't know who the Ninja Turtles were. She didn't. She'd never seen one before, and she felt like because of that she wouldn't enjoy it. Now she wasn't feeling too well, so she fell asleep halfway through. I really think she'll love it if she gives it a try. I think it's great for the whole family. Um, it, it had stuff in there for the kids and the adults. A lot of movie references in it too, which was awesome. But yeah, you could check out that on Paramount Plus now. And then uh, this one, No One Will Save You, a Hulu original just came out. Uh, I gave this 3.5 out of 5. It's an alien flick. So I really enjoyed this one. It felt like they had a... Uh like scenes that like pay homage to other alien flicks, um, like fire in the sky signs, war of the world. Um, nope. And like even quiet, the quiet place or a quiet place, whatever it's called, uh, John Krasinski and his wife did. Um, Emma, Oh fuck. I'm going to forget her last name. Blunt. Um, Emily Blunt. I think that's it. But, uh, you know, they did this film with like no dialogue, which was insane to me. Almost no lines at all just all reactive acting which was actually pretty cool um though the big problem i had with this film i couldn't get rated higher is i thought the backstory was just corny and dumb 
I think if they were going to make that kind of focus, but I assume they were trying to figure out a way to make, because all the questions would arise of why doesn't she go get help? Why doesn't she go somewhere else? Well, they try to play that. I just didn't like the route they took that on why she, why no one could save her, why she was alone. <coughs> I feel like they needed a better story for that. But aside from that, I thought it was cool. The aliens were different sizes, which was dope. You usually don't see that. They usually look all the same. Um, and it was just, it was creepy. It was fun. It felt familiar, but unique at the same time. If you like alien flicks, check out No One Will Save You. I thought it was definitely worth it. A movie that's not worth it, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, is A Haunting in Venice. I went and saw that in theaters, two out of five, straight trash. I... I didn't like it as a murder mystery. I didn't like it as a horror film. I didn't like it as a thriller. I didn't like it as a drama. I didn't like it as, in a, as a comedy. I didn't like it of anything. I I was just so utterly disappointed. And I loved Murder on the Orient Express. I loved Death on the Nile. I loved them. I was stoked for this movie. Trash. I just could not believe how stupid it was. Just some corny um, CGI in it, whatever they used for some of the thrills. The jump scares were not good. Um, the story was just not very interesting. I just, I hated it so much. I would not recommend to haunting in Venice. Um, next one I want to talk about is expendables Four, another movie. I was very disappointed in. I gave it a 2.5 out of five. Um, I'll always love these movies for the nostalgia. I will. I grew up watching these action action films and these guys just in the corniest fashion saving the world. I loved it. I still love it to an extent, but this story was so mediocre. The one-liners were not memorable, memorable like at all. There were some way too obvious green screen scenes that made the action feel so corny. So it's it's a fun flick in a way, but the direction they took it was just it was not for me at all i expected so much more i mean sylvester stallone just finished working with taylor sheridan on the tulsa king right and i i think i think i'm not alone we're all, we're all hoping we get a sequel of that but if you work with somebody like taylor sheridan um who has so who has such success in action and drama and making things feel authentic especially when it comes to organized crime when it comes to military um special ops things like that he he's a part of such phenomenal things and for Sylvester Stallone to just work with him recently on that shit and then to drop something dumb as fuck like this it was just really disappointing to me uh Megan Fox beautiful sexy wonderful addition but at the same time, I'm thinking of these things. She's in the special ops team. Why is she going down there with her hair perfectly down? Why is it not up? Nobody going into a gunfight in special ops has their hair down like that. They're going to have it up and out of their way so it's not getting in their face during when, during the shootouts. I heard she has a weird thing with her ears in real life, so she doesn't like to show them whatever that may be. But I'm like, put that shit aside. Make it feel a little more real, a little bit more real. Um, they played... 50 Cent was in it, which I thought was going to be cool. He didn't really have a whole lot to do with much. Um, but they they, they they had a scene where they played PIMP, and it just I, I'm sure it was supposed to be fun. It was corny to me. I didn't care for that either. Uh, just a big disappointment for me. Expendables 4. And the big surprise they had, I didn't want to talk about this on IG because the movie's so new. Um, I won't, I still won't ruin it. It's just the big surprise they had. It was, it was too fucking obvious. It, I, I wasn't even surprised when it happened because I was like, of course that's what would happen. Um, but yeah, aside from that last money, last movie I want to talk about is dumb money. This was the mystery movie I went to last week. Dumb money is amazing. So it, I don't even believe it's out in theaters. It comes out this coming Friday, this coming weekend. So dumb money. If you like the social network, if you like Wolf of wall street, 
go watch Dumb Money. This shit was great. I gave it a five out of five. I had no critiques. I thought it was perfect. But I also love the social network and love the Wolf of Wall Street. Like those are my my big connections here. Now, Wolf of Wall Street is a little bit more, um, I'd say a little bit more sexual, um, raunchy comedy, fashion, drama, things like that. Really good story. Social Network, slow burn, great acting, um, just uh, not a whole lot of excitement going on. Dumb Money had the comedic value that neither of those things truly had along with just an interesting story. I remember I had friends that were heavily involved in this ape shit and um, the, the the GameStop ride and hold, 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 all that. And I had no clue what the fuck they were talking about. And watching this movie is like, oh, man, no wonder they were so pumped to be a part of it. it sounds exciting as fuck. <laughs> it's just such a good movie. Everybody did a great job. The cast is amazing. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend if you like those movies, that style, check out Dumb Money. I've never invested in stocks, but this got me so interested in how it is. But at the same time, reminds me of why I, I could never be a part of it because it's like life consuming when you get involved in that shit. Um, aside from that, that's all I got. Really, I'm still watching Reservation Dogs. Just one more episode, I believe, for the till the finale. Or the next one is the finale. I think um, kind of sad that's going to end. I saw Winning Time was canceled after season two, which I expected because at the end they did the credit, um, like the subtitle things of explaining what happened over the next 10 years. That's usually a good indicator that we're not going to get another season. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. got on Twitter and he was saying, I wonder how much the rights to Winning Time are because he knows just like I do, like so many of us do, the show should not stop. It is phenomenal. Um, if you're not up on game on, I'm, I think the, the title of the show is terrible. I really do. I think, um, the way it's promoted, you can't really tell if it's a documentary or a drama series. I think if more people were exposed to it, they would understand how incredible this show really was, but I gave it an 86%, um, for the show. Really good. The acting, the filming of it, the everything about it is so fucking good. Sad to see it end. Uh, me and my wife have been watching Yellow Jackets. Just finished season one and started season two. I gave season one an 80%. What an interesting story. Holy shit. Um, so much of it is things that has things that I would never want to watch in a show, but the the way they do it and it's all in there, I'm hooked as fuck. I can't stop watching. Um, I already saw that's got a season three start date for next year, so that's pretty exciting because we know that when we finish season two, we still got some more to come. Um, but yeah, what a crazy fucking show. Um, <laughs> if you haven't heard of it, <laughs> which I'm sure you have, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. It is, it's about a high school girls soccer team. And it flashes back and forth from them in high school to when they're 25 years later, fully grown. Some have families, some are doing their own thing, whatever it is. But when they were in high school, they got in a plane crash on their way to the national championship. And they landed in the wilderness somewhere in the United States, but they, they were completely lost. And the transponder got destroyed, so they can't locate the plane. They were trapped in the wilderness for 19 months. And the, the, when it flashes back the whole first season, you're kind of like, man, what, what do these girls go through? How do they survive? That's the question everybody wants to know. They give you a little taste here and there. You know some fucked up shit went down, and everybody wants to know the story, but they won't share it. It's their secret because 
They're worried about what will happen to them, the ridicule. They had to survive. And it's just such a cool story of everything, the way it bounces back with following the different lives of it. Um, Christina Ricci, uh, who plays Misty, she's the fucking rock star of the show to me. She's a fucking gangster, dope as fuck. Love watching her at this show. And then uh, season three of The Morning Show just kicked off on Apple+. Plus. I love that show. I've only seen the first episode so far. I think there's two more released. Stoked to catch up on that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Canelo and Charlo fight this weekend. I got um, Canelo by decision. That's my official prediction. I do believe it could go either way. I just I, My big worry is this Canelo still have that, that hunger. Charlo's hungry. Charlo's younger. Charlo's a great fighter. Canelo, I just believe, is more skilled. I just wonder if he'll hold up. And if he, gets, if he can get aggressive and catch Charlo, I do think he can put him out. I just think the safest bet he's going to get a decision victory. And, um, yeah, that's the only big fight I see coming up, really. I see Mario Barrios and Yodanis uh, Ugas are on the undercard of that. That's exciting. Yeah, so, okay. I fucking, that's all I got for y'all. Quick episode. Um, hope y'all are doing well. I go back to work tomorrow. I'm going to go watch the Raiders, hopefully beat the Steelers, and uh, keep y'all boasted.